Well, hello, everyone. My name is Gage Johnson, and this is the Sports Field with the Owensboro Times, and I'm here with Owensboro Thoroughbreds head coach Mark Anderson. Uh, how you doing, coach? I'm doing well, Gage. Thanks for having me in today. Of course. And uh, the Thoroughbreds, they, uh, they've just recently wrapped up their training camp, and you guys have had a busy off offseason. Um, first and foremost, I kind of want to touch on just you guys have been able to raise 75000 for nonprofits. Um, What's the, what's the offseason been like? I mean, you guys have been all over the place with that and right. then with basketball itself. Sure. You know, Chris Allison, our TML, uh, team market owner, does a tremendous job with that, you know, giving back to the community here. And, you know, just just to put that out there that, hey, we're here. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're, we're, we're going to stay here for a long time. Um, that just kind of solidifies it, that we're invested in the community. Yeah. We want to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have guys that are even, you know, yesterday I'm still getting texts and <laughs> messages. Hey, coach, you got a roster spot. Yeah. Because they know this is a good place to be. One, yeah. because of Chris. Two, because of the community. And three, because of where we play. You of know, course. In, in the sports center. It's one of the better venues in the TBL. Oh, yeah. Um, and with that, you, you've had you've also had some trips. You made it out to Vegas for a little bit to play. Um, Correct. What, what was that experience kind of like? You know, that that's getting better every year. So I, this is my fourth year in the TBL. My mm-hmm. first year I was in Jamestown, New York, with okay. the Jackals, and then the last three uh, here with Owensboro. Yeah. And then going out there to Vegas, it's gone from, uh, you know, very small group of, of people and coaches to it was you know we had a couple hundred guys there over the period of of the week in the mm-hmm. in the summer league and it was outstanding to see you know and it was free to anybody that played in the tbl they just had to get their flights out there and got a huge discount on hotels out there yeah uh it, it was a tremendous opportunity and and it's good networking not only for us because mm-hmm. there's a lot of new teams coming in and coaches yeah. get to know them and also to see the players. Yeah. We had uh, several of our guys that played for us mm-hmm. out there, and um, it was good, and I got to meet some guys. We had uh, three or four guys from the Waco Royals. Okay. We still stay in touch with them. Yeah. I mean, good guys. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of a cool experience. Yeah. Helps uh, helps build those connections, because I know – you you guys kind of understand that you don't want this to be the last place for them. You want to help them get to their exactly. kind of next level. Um, one of those guys being, I, I think he's returning possibly too. I saw I had a training invite, invite uh, JV on Eves. Yes, sir. I, he's here. I uh, <laughs> I've co- so I went to Murray. Um, okay. And so I've covered him, and he went to John A. Logan before that, which I'm from Marion, Illinois. Yep. So I have kind of seen JV on as he's gone along his right. little, his career. So it was really cool to see him have that 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 little time in the G League and uh, to now just kind of come back and bring it back to where he kind of started. Yes, so he had just gotten back from uh, the Republic of Georgia Mm -hmm. about three weeks ago. Um, Things were going okay over there, but they weren't the best situation for him, so he came back, um, and of course we took – took him in right away (laughs) we wanted him back (laughs) you know you think about this here's a kid that played at murray state along with ja morant and Mm -hmm. then he comes into the the tbl um and averages 20 points a game coming off the bench Mm -hmm. so and never really complained about that at first (laughs) but then once he bought into that role he took off yeah you know he he was a problem he was a headache for the Mm -hmm. rest of the league uh, now this year, obviously, I don't think we'll be able to bring him off the bench. But uh, the thing is, is that you know he's progressed. He's gotten stronger. Mm-hmm. 
So that's going to help. Yeah. And that was the thing with him at Murray, too, is he bought into this role. Because at first, he when he first got there as a junior, he was just off the bench. He was your 3 and D guy. And then he kind of grew as the, the season went on um, and then blew up his senior year before coming down here. Right. But um, with kind of finalizing your roster, do you have some more familiar faces? Sure. Um, we have uh, Darius Nunn, who's back, who's mm-hmm. one of the top point guards in the league. Okay. Um he had a tryout with the Globetrotters. Oh, okay. yeah. It was, you know, that's a cool experience yeah. too. Uh, didn't work out, but you know, he got the chance to go out there and try try to see what it was like. Yeah. So he'll be back. And then from our first year, Davon Hayes, okay, is back. Uh, he averaged uh, somewhere around 24, 25 points a game that year. Okay. Um, with this group this year, he won't be called upon in all likelihood to have to take that kind of load mm-hmm. on. Because we've got some other guys that can fill in around him. Yeah. So, but it, you know, we have three guys that are back that know the system, so that helps. Yeah. Um, and then, as a roster as a whole, you had how many people come up to training camp? We had sixteen. Okay. We kept ten. Yep. And then two practice players, mm-hmm. uh, two that were in in the training camp with us that are local guys that okay. helped out. So. Yeah. That'll be good. And, again, a guy that's familiar with the system, Marshall Griffith, who's been okay. practicing with us over the last uh, last year for sure a lot. Yeah. Um, and he he did a nice job. It's just a numbers thing. You know, yeah. when you're going to keep ten guys, mm-hmm. it's kind of tough. And this, is, uh, this was by far the toughest cuts we had to make because yeah. everybody – we. Last year we had um, two-a-days on Friday, Saturday, and then had a Sunday one, which we really didn't need. Mm-hmm. This year we had Friday, Saturday, two-a-days, and I needed the Sunday one because yeah. it really did come down to that final day for okay. a couple guys to see where where they were, Yeah, and it worked out. Yeah. Do you find yourself kind of more and more each year finding more people wanting to come down here and play? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Again, I go back to the, the three things, you know. Let's start with the Owensboro community. Yeah. You know, you're in the hotbed here, you know, basketball, mm-hmm. Kentucky. I grew up in Indiana, okay. so, you know, I, I'm very familiar yeah. with it. Uh, and then you've got um, the Sports Center, which, again, the venue. And then our TMO, Chris Allison, who's one of the best owners in the league. Mm-hmm. So he takes care of us down here. Yeah. Um, our guys have uh, availability to a lot of things mm-hmm. that at the minor league level – um, teams just don't have. Yeah. This isn't semi-pro. This is minor leagues. Yeah. This is full professional. Okay. So a lot of times people, you know, what's the difference? Well, in the minor league, so for example, like in the G League, everybody plays the same amount of games. Yes. Everybody has a set schedule. Mm-hmm. All right. In the TBL, everybody plays the same amount of games. Yep. Everybody has a set schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, we practice five, six days a week. You know, First Baptist down there next to the bridge, that's our home uh, practice facility oh, okay. and brad winter down there has opened the facility up to our players awesome um they take care of our our practice gear after practice you know they wash it the 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 men are available to go in and shoot at any point in the day as long as there's not something scheduled yeah they automatically get a membership to the weight room so we have these amenities here that um, a lot of places you may have to pay for yeah. to be part of. So, And that's just one of the things that we want to take care of our guys and make sure that they have. And now we're partnering with KWC with their training room Okay. to have, uh, you know, we've got a trainer with Teresa Jenkins who's been mm-hmm. with us for three years, does a 
wonderful job mm-hmm. keeping our guys healthy. And now partnering up with KWC to go in and have their facilities. Some of the guys went over there this morning yeah. um, to, you know, aches and pains, things like that, take yeah. care of it. And she keeps us healthy, so that's great. Yeah. Um, and with with getting all these amenities, you make sure to kind of give right back. I'm, I saw after the training camp, you guys went straight over, and you were doing some stuff with youth basketball. Right. So what, what is it like to – kind of see that commitment right away from those guys and kind of set the the groundwork for your program for them to understand that this is basketball, but it's also more than that. Well, it's one of the things that um, in our, when we're talking to the guys at our combines in mm-hmm. the Midwest, it's one of the things that we make up front. One of the first things we tell them, you got to be willing to get into the community. Yeah. Because if you're not, then we're not going to have you around. Yeah. Because um, that's just not fair to the people here. It's mm-hmm. not fair to the other team members that go out and do things. So we've never really had any pushback on that. The guys look forward to it, especially with our free clinics that we yeah. give to to the community on Monday nights that we had last week. We had four or five of those. Mm-hmm. Um, they got better attended as it went on. Mm-hmm. And the guys go in there and coach the kids and things like that. We'll be doing some things with Upwards at First Baptist. Okay. So uh, to help out there. So it's a way of giving back. And the people enjoy seeing our guys. Our guys enjoy seeing the people, meeting them. After the games, we're always available to Mm -hmm. sign things. And there's always a line, win or lose, outside our (laughs) locker room. You know, so it's it's really a neat experience. Yeah. And and I'm glad that a lot of the guys get to experience that here. Yeah. And uh, you guys have some charity nights, I think, planned ahead, too. Twelve uh, of them. Sure, you can't release a whole bunch about that. <laughs> but um, what what uh, what kind of led into those things and kind of building up this money for these nonprofits? Well, it's again, it goes back to what Chris uh, wants to do down here, you mm-hmm. know, given uh, the 12 different um, charity nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wear a different uniform on those nights. Okay. And then those uniforms will be auctioned off after the game. So it's a cool experience. And not many teams at any level (laughs) get to wear. I think we counted up 15, 16 different uniforms throughout the year. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's unbelievable, really, Gage. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, like we kind of touched a little bit, you got the roster down to 10. Who are some other some other faces? So maybe some new ones, some some guys that might kind of stand out to people. Sure. And he's any around the area that yeah. might people recognize. So uh, we have Albert Jackson who played at Georgia, six foot ten. Okay. Uh, a huge pickup. He's a veteran. He's mm-hmm. played uh, ten years overseas. Oh, okay. And, and you know that's one of those things when you bring in a guy like that, uh, really helps out the rookies. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a huge pickup. Um, really sets the tone for the other it guys. does it does when you see your 610 guy diving on the floor to get a basketball <laughs> how can you not follow suit exactly <laughs> <laughs> so he's the one um let's see we got oh marty hill mm-hmm. from evansville played at evansville yes. uh he has been a surprise he okay. might be the sleeper in the draft okay so we moved up to get him at number seven we were originally at 28 yeah. and there was no and, way and what was that like so how, how did you go i because for me, I didn't even know there was a draft until I saw oh, it on Twitter. Because okay. I'm I'm new. I got here last May, so I'm Correct. still kind of seeing how everything's going. So yeah. how did how did you move up in the draft, and was that you knew that's who you were going to get? Yes, we had earmarked over the two days up there. So it's it's Saturday and Sunday in Indianapolis each year, mm-hmm. uh, and then we had probably 120 players on Saturday and about the same amount on Sunday. Okay. And they go through four or five hours of playing, a couple skills at the beginning. Okay. Um, 
but we had earmarked nine guys that we were really intrigued with. Yeah. And then I had been in contact with Marty actually a couple weeks prior because I had seen that he had gotten a. Um, so what what happens when you go to a TBL National Combine? Mm-hmm. If you're one of the three or four selected, you get a contract to go to a training camp. Okay. Now that doesn't ensue that you're going to make yeah, it. Yeah, it's, just, it's just, just an invite. You got it. Yeah. So it solidifies that you're going to be somewhere for training. Yeah. Camp. And then reading that, uh, this was in Minnesota, where he's from, mm-hmm. and I saw that he had played at Evansville, so did a little yeah. research and thought, all right, so this is one of the things that TBL is about, is getting guys that have name recognition in your area. Yeah. So contacted him. He had been invited to another um, TBL uh, team's training camp, but mm-hmm. we had stayed in touch, and he said he was going to the... Um, to the combine in Indy. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to the owner who I know of the other team. I said, Hey, here's the situation. Tell me what you think. You know, I don't, I never want to undercut another yeah. coach. I, I just don't think that's the right thing to do. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to let him know that he said, well, if he's going to the combine, then if you want to draft him, then so then, be it. Yeah. So be it. He goes, he doesn't, I don't have a problem with that. I said, all right. And then We'll just see. And then when I saw him in person, I thought, yeah. okay, we got to get right him. right away. <laughs> yeah, so I talked with Chris, and it was Flint who had number seven. Okay. We were at 28, so we offered them some cash, mm-hmm. uh, undisclosed amount, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, moved up in the draft to get him. Okay. Because, yeah, after, I know he was on the radar of a lot of people. Yeah. But the interesting thing is the nine guys that we had earmarked, all nine were drafted. Yeah. So that that kind of made us feel good. All right, we're seeing the same thing that other people are. Yeah. Um, whether or not they all made their the rosters, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it was a good experience. So yeah. it'd be something maybe that if you have the time to do next year is to come up and see yeah, that. But it's also awesome. it's also streamed. Okay. So there's the other thing. So we streamed the TBL um, summer league. Okay. This was streamed, and a hundred and some countries around the world were watching it. Yeah. So it's an interesting. And the other thing about the TBL, we play now as not to overlap with the college season just mm-hmm. a little bit, high school season just a little bit. Yeah. And that helps free up the venues that we play yep. in. And then also we're kind of more still eyes in, on you too. Yep, more eyes. And then we're also in line with the NBA when it comes – to the June mm-hmm. playoff system and everything. Yeah. So we're, we're all kind of right there. Awesome. Well, um, what, what kind of stood out to you when you went to the combine and you saw Marty? His ability off the, off the drive mm-hmm. and the finish. And then when we got him down here, he's knocking down jump shots. See, in, in, the, in, the, that, in the combine up there, it's only seven-minute game. So okay. you're kind of limited on what yeah. you see. Even you got to make an play- impression pretty quick. Exactly. So that was the thing is that now when we got him down here for eight to 10 hours of eyes on him, yeah. we could see what he could really do. Mm-hmm. And outstanding, very coachable. Actually, all these guys, you know, the one thing that stood out to me is um, they look you in the eye when you're talking to them mm-hmm. and, and they take it's It's very sincere in what they say. Yeah. And it's one of those things, you know, a lot of people always ask me, is it difficult to coach at this level? And my answer is no, because they know if they're a knucklehead, <laughs> nobody's going to take them in. Yeah. No one overseas wants a knucklehead. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have the upstanding guys. And that's the other thing, I think, why they get out into the community and that, you know, that looks good on their resume, too. Yeah. Hey, here's clips of me in the community. So when mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they go overseas, those things play into it. Yeah. 
And I I was about to mention that what it's kind of like coaching that because it's it's not every day that you in in professional sports that you have to deal with roster turnover like that almost every year. Granted, you are bringing some guys back, right? But what's it like trying to get a group of all ex- mostly experienced players to gel together and and find a way to succeed? Uh, there's got to be a lot of buy-in. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some guys have to take on a lesser role. Yeah. Which could be tough, if especially if you were the man at at your program, yep. um, that that buy in has to take place. But the other thing that especially the rookies don't realize, forty eight minutes is a long game, mm-hmm. and th- there might be where you get ten minutes in the first half, but then all of a sudden you play eighteen in the second half because you get hot. Yep, the, you know that was the case with Javion a lot of times mm-hmm. last year. He'd get hot in the second half, and then you can't take him out. Evan yeah. Milligan, same thing. He would get on a roll, mm-hmm. and it's like, I can't take him out. And they know that. They know if they get on a roll and they're hot, I'm going to leave with them Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and how did you kind of get into coaching here in the TBL? I know you've mentioned this is your fourth year overall, but um, what what's kind of been your journey like? What's it been like <laughs> over the past four years for you? Well, you want me to go prior to the four years? Uh, just like a, a little, little bit. A little bit? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I started coaching in 1987. Okay. So um, I've been at – I started at the junior high level and worked up through college. Um, head coach in college for 10 of the 12 years I was um, coaching. Okay. Uh, and then what had happened, I, I, I wanted to try a different challenge. Mm-hmm. My kids were older. My wife's a coach. She understands that. Yeah. Um, once the kids got out of high school, I said, you know, I, I, I gotta, I gotta answer this question. Can I do this at yeah. this level? You always want to push yourself as far as you right. can, because you get too comfortable, then it's not a, you don't see the, the fun in it as much. Right. And the thing is I had won a national championship coaching in college. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, let's, let's see what we can do at this level. Yeah. So, you know, over the last uh, six, seven, eight years, I've had the opportunity to have 25 guys go overseas, okay. give them the opportunity. Well, now, once they get there, that's up to them to see what they yeah. can do. But, but the thing is, it's kind of cool to see these guys progress. And a lot of them from when I was coaching in Lima and the PBL are still playing overseas. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting in that fact and and just going from there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well um what 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 would have been kind of your favorite memories so far here with the Thoroughbreds? I mean, you you guys have had a decent amount of success. You've getting a lot of players going overseas, especially yeah. from last year's roster. Yep, six guys last year. Yeah. Um what what is a what has it just kind of been like to see the the outpouring of support from the community and just just having that success and helping players get to the next level while also still getting some wins. Yeah, I think it's huge that uh, 102.7 The Game, you know, mm-hmm. does our uh, Thoroughbred Thursdays. Yep. That always helps bring in the guys, kind of get out the word there. Um, I think the fact just seeing how we keep getting uh, better each year, not only with the players, but off the court items mm-hmm. too, just progressing. Um, I think going in and competing against Kokomo, you know, uh, Cliff Levingston, who mm-hmm. played for the Bulls and on those okay. championship teams, um, coaching against him. Him and I got a good relationship. Yep. You know, uh, we can pick up the phone, talk to each other. It's one of those things. There's more and more NBA guys coming in mm-hmm. as owners, uh, that type of thing. So th- the league has taken off. I think. You know, to narrow it down, I think each year has its own things. So, you know, the first year we were cut short by COVID. Mm-hmm. 
We were six and seven at that point. We had just made some trades. We'd come back off of a, a three-game road trip to Tampa, and things were turning around there. I kind of remember that as the, the launching of, of what we wanted to do because we yeah. knew we needed to get better. Mm-hmm. And, and we have since then. And last year kind of just put it together. And hopefully this year we've got a really experienced uh, a team mm-hmm. and guys who have played at the high level. Yeah. High level, uh, not only mid-majors, but in the ACC and the SEC. So yeah. I think Some that's going to be guys. huge. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be huge. Yeah. Well, you've got a few weeks for the season to start. What are you guys kind of doing to prepare? And then are, are there any games that you have circled on the schedule? <laughs> Well, you know, we're, we're practicing now every day. Uh, we gave them Monday off. That was also uh, kind of a little bit of they needed that. Yeah. And then yesterday they moved into their houses, so that's all taken care of. So that's a good thing. We got them settled in. Mm-hmm. So we're, right now we're putting in our offense. We work on our defense. So the way we structure practice, we'll spend the first 40 minutes working on defense mm-hmm. and then going from there. Um I think, uh, well, you know, circle, you know, you always look at the Kokomo is always mm-hmm. going to be good. I think the Indiana All-Americans are going to be pretty good. There's yeah. there's a lot of teams now in the Midwest Division. I think there's 13 of us. Okay. So we don't necessarily play all 13. Yeah. But our road trips aren't nearly going to be as, as long. Right. I think we, uh, we open up in Toledo and then go to Detroit the next day. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're traveling to Flint or Lansing. Yeah. So, but... Flynn's coming down here, and that's like a seven and a half, eight hour trip. Yeah, but you like how the the schedule's kind of turned out as a whole. Yeah, a lot of it's it's heavy ended on both ends. So mm-hmm. starting out, we play I think uh, nine or ten of our road games yep. with one home, and then back end I'd rather have the games at home anyways. Yeah. So that helps out. So we'll have to see. We got to be ready to go on the road. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, as he kind of touched on it, guys, they they start out on the road uh, here on, uh, let's see, March 5th. And then uh, their first home game, if you want to circle your calendars, March 20th against the Indy All-Americans. Mark, maybe just kind of for anyone interested or that hasn't seen the Thoroughbreds, what would you kind of say to kind of get them to come on out to the sports center? It's uh, fast-paced basketball. Mm-hmm. It's professional basketball, so you're going to see guys that have played at all levels. Um, you're going to see high scoring, but yet defense. Mm-hmm. You're going to see it, that it's organized. Uh, and then the, the things that Chris has in place, not only for halftime, pregame, mm-hmm. after game, with concerts, dance teams, drum lines, all these things are going to make the experience coming into the Owensboro Sports Center something that people will remember yeah well awesome well thank you for coming in i know it's been a a busy off season and now you're just you're ready to get right to work i am (laughs) thank you gage (laughs) yes well this has been uh, another episode of the sports spiel and uh we'll see you next week